This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Andy Martino, SNY's baseball insider, has indicated that the Mets are not going to trade Pete Alonso. Okay. But do we know that for sure? If we are far apart, numerically speaking, and you don't think you can bridge that gap, Gordon, you got to move him. Then the path for the Mets is clear. If it is true that they are not going to trade him, that that is not something that they want to pursue, they should sign him this offseason to mm-hmm. a, a long-term cut. Co- get it done. Get yep. one. Buy out one of those years of arbitration. Get him locked up now. It's probably going to be a long-term deal that you come back to regret at some point, but mm-hmm. I'd rather be early on that than late. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Now record that. How you like that? On 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, that's pretty good harmony. Good job out of you. Thank you. We're like Simon and Garfunkel over here. Yes. And after your shaving incident, you're more Garfunkel than, than Simon. Yeah, my Simon days are done. <laughs> <laughs> At least for right now. Hard to see your name until 10 o'clock. That is Big Daddy Ty Butler here on 98.7 ESPN. We're in Fagrasa, who's joining Dave Rothenberg in the morning. And then we will follow. We will join you at noon in for Han and Bart, or Bart and Han, or Scott and Alan. Or Han and Bart. We'll be on at noon. We'll be on at noon. There you go. Chit-chatting for three hours about things going on in the world of sports. I'll be talking to Gordon about, uh, you know, 2020 guy. You know, we get back to the calls on the Jets. You know know what, Gordon? That's that's something you could take away as a Yankee fan from this season. It's a, a positive. positive. It's it is a positive, right? Nothing You're looking great. for positives. Earth shattering. I, I don't think that I've looked at Volpe so far this year and said to myself, oh my God, this is the reason why they held on. Oh, clearly this guy's going to be a superstar. But he's put together a halfway decent rookie season. This is the floor, and, and hopefully things progress. It could be a whole lot worse. He's been able to generally field the position. If we're talking about how the game is shifting towards more of, of young and athletic kind of players, it would seem like he would be one of those type of guys. So of all the problems that the Yankees have this year, Anthony Volpe is not one of them. Is he your starting shortstop going forward? Oh, absolutely. I okay. think absolutely he is. All right, good. So yeah. that's done. So we crossed that off the list. Yeah. There's 101 that we got right. one. <laughs> we got everything else to figure out. We got one. Right field, ace on the mound, shortstop. Yeah. Everything else up for grabs. <laughs> it's all, all available. One, come one, come all. Sal's in Philly. What's up, Sal? You're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. What's up? First time caller. Sal, welcome in. Yeah, thank you. Um, with the way the offensive line has played this offseason, with the symmetry with Dinaconda, I feel like we got to see a lot of reps. He's got to be our number one. I mean, Cook hasn't played at all this offseason, and Brees Hall is coming off an injury. Dinaconda is our guy. He's number one on this depth chart for running back. Sal, thanks for the phone call. Uh, first of all, he's hurt, so he can't. He's not number one right now. No. And B. He wasn't going to be number one anyway. He is. He is. Yeah, I mean, they went out. They paid good money for Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall is coming back. Uh, Gordon, he's number four right now behind, and Michael Carter is number three. So I was surprised Bam Knight uh, got released, but yeah, you can only have so many guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you know they they like Abanaconda. Obviously, they and, do. He showed some stuff. And and according to Richard from Manhattan, if in a pinch they'll put Zach Wilson in there because at times he looked like a Barry, Barry Sanders, Sanders and Gale Sayers. I think he said. Oh no no no! I was he busy reacting like still to the the first part of that. I was speechless when he mentioned. Yeah when he put, yeah that was when he if you put okay which one doesn't belong. Barry Sanders, right. Gail Sears, right. Zach Wilson. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that last one. That one didn't belong with the first two. Oh. Mike, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Mike. Um, just kind of a quick question for you. Um, so say the whole negotiations with Saquon and the Giants this offseason, say went smoothly, got extended, no no issues with price or anything. Do you think the Colts and Jonathan Taylor would be in the current kind of standoff that they're in right now? Probably not. Yeah, I think they probably still would be. You know, it, the running back thing has been brewing for a while, and it wasn't just Saquon. I mean, he was kind of in the center of the storm for a while, but Josh Jacobs has been in the center of the storm. Mm-hmm. And, and Jonathan Taylor, he had said originally that he was going to play out his rookie contract and he wasn't going to make a big fuss about uh, the next deal and everything else. And now I can't say that I blame him for, for, for causing a fuss because mm-hmm. it, it's very hard for these guys to get paid. Uh, I, I think it still probably would be the same situation because it's not just – it was not like all of a sudden the Barkley thing popped up and we're like, wait a second, these running yeah. backs, it's really hard for them to get paid. But I can see how you'd think that. The only thing – the only reason I said probably not, Gordon, is because, A, I didn't know how much he was asking, and, B, you got a rookie quarterback. And with a rookie quarterback that you've named the starter who is a big-time project, okay, he can throw the ball, yep. but his completion percentage is – Woo! Uh, you would you would need a running back to help you get something, some you know stability or something to your offense. So I think they might would have been something amenable that they may could have gotten. No, he wasn't going to get what he wanted, and they wouldn't get all they wanted, but they would meet somewhere in the middle. But I just think what what you said with the way the running back situation is, and it's gotten worse and worse. Um, that, that that's why we find them where they are now, and 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 I still going what. The, Miami, there's another team that's rumored to be interested in, in Taylor as well. The Packers, I think, were interested. Yeah. I heard Chicago might be interested. Yeah. There are a bunch of teams that were interested, but uh, it looks like they're going to hold on to them for now. The trade deadline is not until October, so maybe that – you know, yep. that, you don't see trades in the NFL happen very often, but if there's one position, you would figure that you could just kind of plop right in and they would be able to kind of hit the ground running pun intended it would be mm-hmm. a running back so maybe yeah. this is something that will get revisited it seems like a complete mess i'll say this for the money that i that i know dalvin cook was asking for this would still be the same situation with them in minnesota but it might have been you know he might have had to make some negotiations to come back to them if nobody else wanted him and i tell you considering the amount of money that the jets paid for him i'm i'm a little surprised that uh, you know they they signed him because the money was a little higher than what I thought. Even though they got incentives and they tried to do some things with it, uh, you know, I know he came down, but it, it, that was a little more than I thought. C- they were considering what the running back market has looked like this off season, he he did okay for himself. He did really good. <laughs> he did really good. Jr. is in Jersey. Jr., you're next on ninety-eight-seven. What's up, guys? Shout out to the company. 
Larry, I always appreciate you on air. You're, you're, you're great. Um, I just wanted to glaze over the prospect of, uh, the Jets losing week one. Um, Josh Allen's no joke. Uh, I'm a Jet fan. I live in Jersey. Um, this team means a lot to me. Um, but, but the, the bills are, are, are no joke. Again, three, three years, you know, running divisional champs, uh, this team, our team, the Jets, I think there's a level of camaraderie in the locker room that can pull something together late in the season. And I just hope that Jet fans don't get too upset if the Bills put together a great campaign week one and we, and we lose a tough one. Um, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be the longest season for most of us, and, and hopefully it's worth it. But I want you guys to speak on that, and, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. All right, JR. Thanks for the phone call. I'll say this. I hear what you're saying from a logic standpoint. And Gordon, it sounds like a fan that's like, I'm not really sure what I'm I'm holding off. I don't want to I don't want to put myself you know what I'm saying, Gordon? I don't want to put myself out there. I'm holding I'm holding back a little bit. JR, you almost beat this team twice last season. You beat them once, and you almost beat them twice with subpar quarterback play. And I get that Josh Allen was hurt later in the season and that, you know, made it a little closer than it had to be. Okay? If you don't beat them week one, they're not on all cylinders yet either. You're talking about it takes time for you to gel. Okay, it's going to take time. A lot of the good teams that you face early, go back and look over their records the past couple of years. Everybody doesn't get off to an undefeated start. Teams take a while to get going because nobody plays in the preseason anymore. So to it build, it takes time to build. You should be able to beat this Buffalo team at home on 9-11. Now, I get it. If you don't, once again, it, it, part of that's going to be how the game goes, okay? But really, if you're about, and I'm going to agree with Willie Colon here, Gordon, if you're about showing what this team is moved on, it's about we, our defense is great and we're moving and we have a Hall of Fame quarterback running our offense, you should be able to find a way to beat Buffalo week one. doesn't have to be pretty. Gordon, it doesn't have to be a 35-10 blowout. It can be 21-17. It could be 21-19. As long as you win. We, you don't get style points in the NFL. You have to find a way to win that game because going forward, it's about your record in the division and it's about your record in the conference. You need these games. If you're going to win the division this year, you got to start beating teams in the division. And if you're not beating the Bills week one at home, Am I going to be all that confident you're going to beat the Bills in Buffalo in November? Uh, it makes it kind of hard. To, and if you're not beating the Bills in either of those games, even though you beat them once last year and probably should have beat them twice, now you got to – I mean, what does your record have to be in non-Bill games to overtake the Bills? I think the Bills, to me, I get what he's saying, that they've won the division uh, all these years in a row. Yeah. But it yeah, feels like they're trending in the wrong direction. It's not about what they've done. It's about what they're about to do. And it feels, I don't know, I, I just don't get a great feeling about the Bills this year. Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they'll be the same team that we've seen at other times winning double-digit games. I feel like they're trending in the wrong direction, uh, and, and I think the, trend, the Jets are trending in the right direction. So, uh, to me, it's a, it's a monumental game. Now, if you lose that game, the season's not over. No. But it's not, it's not a great way to start. And, and if your idea is, well, it might take the Jets a little while to gel – Better not take them too long. You get the Cowboys in week two. You get the Patriots, who I know a lot of people oh. are writing off, but they have they have tortured you. Oh. 
And then you get the Chiefs in week four. <laughs> so you, you, can't, you can't take too long to gel. You got you to get it going. The Jets have not had a great record in September here the last decade or so. They have to have a better record this year in September, and it starts week one. I mean, that game, it is, it, it's, we've talked about it a lot. That is a monumental game right out of the box. Jets, Bills, Monday night. I mean, as a Jet fan, what are your realistic thoughts? Who do you have a better chance of beating of those first four? Buffalo, New England, or Kansas City? I'm not I'm leaving Dallas out of it. Of yeah. your conference and divisional games, I would think you would probably, and listen, I know that I know about <laughs> New England. Believe me, I know. I've been on that freaking sideline up there freezing my microphone off for a number of years watching the Jets go up there and get their, their hands handed to them. Okay. Kansas City, Gordon, that offense. It, it is would just a be challenge. such a letdown if you, if you get to week one. I, I get be, it again. Week one is generally overblown. But if you go out there week one after all the offseason, oh, I, I mean, you talk about narratives starting right. Oh, here, same old Jets. We've oh, been talking please. about hard oh, knocks. No. Oh. I mean, it'll be a week of absolute torture for Jet fans. And, and look, there'll be there'll be a, a lot of them. Will, I see. I told you, it's the same mm-hmm. old Jets. They'll be driving that bus a lot. So they will. Um, again, it is only one game. It is only one week. The season wouldn't be over if you lost that no. game. Clearly, but it would really put a. It would be a real turd in the punch bowl, so to speak, on what has been the story of the off season, which has been the New York Jets. Nor does it mean if you win, you're going undefeated. <laughs> no, of course not. But you know, it doesn't mean it. But what it means is, you're making a statement, Gordon. Yes, absolutely. Statement game right out of the box. And, you gotta, and we're, you gotta win that game. It, 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 the season's a long season. And there'll be twists and turns, but we are here to compete. And if the Bills are the measuring stick, if you beat them week one, then you measure up at that point. I agree. And you know, try to catch them early. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd rather have the Chiefs or I'd early. rather have the Bills early. Give me all those teams early. Give me a chance before they get on, get on the roll and find Absolutely. their footing. Absolutely. This is the time to get them. Give, give, get them early. Get them early. You, you, you grow together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at the end, everybody's trying to get them. Every, you know, you watch football. You see it every year, Gordon. It's teams when they start to hit right out of Thanksgiving going into December. That's when the really good teams – they understand. We got to turn it on right now. This is where we get our stretch run to build, to get even better and more consistent towards the postseason. The early games, you know, everybody's not at the same state, but you need to win that game. Yeah, you look at those first six games. The Jets can be no worse, no worse than three and three in those yep. games. You're right? right. I mean, you get the Bills, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Broncos. You would you would pencil in as as a win right now because it. it when we last saw the Broncos, they were a disaster. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I don't think that you. If you're talking about winning the division, yes. I don't know that you can take that long to get rolling, and I you think can't. you kind of need that one week one. You do. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. I've said it. I've said it earlier. Um, we're not. We're not running. We're hiding from any expectations that are out there. You know, I think when the dust settles, you know, you, you want to be in the conversation as one of those one of those teams um, that can compete for a Super Bowl. You get a ticket into the dance and anything happens. And so 
I think with the training camp we've had, I think the job that the players have done, the job that the coaching staff has done, we're, we're ready. But we're, we're really not looking any further than the Buffalo Bills. I mean, again, guys, it's a three-time defending AFC East champions are coming into MetLife. And so we know, we know what, what kind of task that is um, to compete against them. And, so, and then after that, um, we're going to be looking at that, that opponent, you know, going down to Dallas and playing in a hostile environment. So you know, we're just going to take this one day, one week at a time. It's Joe Douglas. Spoke to the media today on the Jets' mentality going into the season. Hardy Stein Damon until 10 o'clock when Big Daddy Ty Butler takes over here on 98.7 ESPN. And, Gordon, that's what I'd expect him to say. Uh, what he had to say, you know, take it one game at a time. We're, we're prepared. We're going in. We're, we're not, you know, we just want to be in the mix. We, you know, that, that, that's what you say. You know, the, that's not what Rex Ryan would say, but that's what <laughs> Joe Douglas is saying. Most people would say yes. Yeah, there's no question about it. That's what he should say. Yeah, I have no part, and I'm sure that is their mindset of just taking it one game at a time and 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 not getting too carried away or Super Bowl or bust. But the moves that the Jets made this off season, that's they're all in on this year. Yes. They're all in on this group, right? If you mm-hmm. go out and get a 39 year old quarterback to lead your young team, you're saying that you're all in right now. You think that the team can can has a very high ceiling. Now, I wouldn't expect them to come out and say we expect to do this or that, but that's what the actions speak louder than the words. Absolutely. So because we want to try to get something out of him, Gordon, he was asked, you've seen Super Bowl teams, Joe Douglas. <laughs> Is this one? I think the common denominator between those Super Bowl teams in, in Baltimore and Philly was it started in the locker room. It started with great leadership, and it was a great combination of personalities, but just great people. I mean, great guys in those locker rooms. And those are player-driven locker rooms and, and, and you know, just fantastic people and leaders. And so you feel that chemistry when you walk out there, when you come into the building every day. There's really good chemistry. And I know you guys have heard me say the most important room is the locker room. And feel like this locker room's in a good place. Uh, good way to not answer that question. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> he was like Saquon Barkley with a little jump cut there. Yeah, yeah, nice. And once again, that's how you answer it, Gordon. That he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Uh, listen, there's no question what the what the goal of this team is. Like a lot of other teams in the National Football League, but they made it clear, Gordon, as you mentioned, they went out, they made the moves, they put the. They brought a, a future Hall of Famer to run their offense. They brought the people he likes. They've drafted, you know, the pet last year they drafted very well. And one person that they're really hoping for, speaking of the draft, is Makai Becton, that he can really flourish at this right tackle spot. Here's what Joe Douglas says about Makai. Um, you know, Makai's had a great training camp. It's been really awesome to see Makai go through this this uh, August and you know watching him bounce around and the energy that he had prior to the Tampa Bay game. Um, I knew he was going to have a great game, so it, it, it was good to see him just uh, go out and do what he does and um, look like rookie Makai again, which I think everyone that was here for rookie Makai saw what what he what he can do. So um, I think we're getting healthy at the right time, and I feel feel good about where we are. Uh, there's no question if he can be what you expect him to be at that right tackle spot. As you say, Gordon, it, it eases your minds. It helps you out a lot at that offensive line spot. Then it's just a matter of everybody gaining chemistry and communication and making sure that 
you know, they, they, they keep the future Hall of Famer on his feet and not on his back. Becton will have to do – the one question now is he, he's not been able to play 17 games in his career. Yep. Not in a season, in his career. He's played 15 games in three years. So it is good to see him, and it does you, – you, you realize why the organization has given him – this much of an opportunity because he does solve a lot of the problems very easily. Yeah. If he's on the field, he can be productive yeah. and he has been productive, but he just hasn't been on the field enough. So um, again, I, it's, it does seem like the jet offensive line is, it's kind of coming together here before the, the season starts. It feels like it's going to be a topic all season. I don't think oh, that there's no going to be a point where you all think, oh, you know what? We talked about this. This was a narrative before the season and it turns out to not be a concern at all. I think it's going to be a concern all year. No, we're going to be talking about it, Gordon. There's no question. We're going to be talking about Gordon, week after week, <laughs> we're going to be having a conversation. Hey, you know what? The offensive line played pretty good this week. Hey, you know, but there was a couple of plays that if the offensive line had done a little better, you know, Aaron Rodgers might have completed that pass. Oh, boy, you know, the, there was no holes for the running game, so Dalvin Cook couldn't get started. We're going to be talking about this offensive line, even though, you know, we, everything else seems to just be Gordon – where you want it, you don't have the same worries. Are you concerned about the defense? Yes, you want them to take another step. You want them to get turnovers. You want them to continue to improve. The special teams, yes, you want them to. They've been pretty good so far. Your punter and field goal kicker, I mean, this is, you know, we talk about the Jets and their struggles a lot. Gordon, this is one of the few times that you you look at their punter once they get him back on the roster and um, and their field goal kicker, and you're like, you know what? This is pretty good. They haven't had a good field goal kicker and a good punter at the same time in a couple of years. It's the offensive line. Yeah, it feels like things are trending in the right direction right here before we get the season started, which is what you want. Um, yeah, no question about it. Feels good. It does. It does. We'll continue the conversation. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jets and move over to the New York Football Giants and Joe Shane on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. He has already figured it out. The first thing that it takes is, it, is just to let his teammates see that he came there for a reason. He didn't come there just to play quarterback and play his remaining years out. He wants to win. Joe Montana, Gordon Damer on ESPN says to him, Aaron Rodgers looks ready to go. Hardestine Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Boy, I tell you, you know what? With all due respect to Tom Brady, okay? We, I, I think we forget how good Joe Montana was sometimes, Gordon. <laughs> I really do. It's we funny forget. because we forget. I, I'm of the age now where I get to see, and there's so many platforms and social media things that you hear younger people's opinions, and, and I don't like to discount them right away, no, uh -uh. but sometimes you hear certain things and you realize this is coming from people who have never seen these people play. Mm-hmm. Like there, I was looking at TikTok the other day, and there's a popular one. I don't know if it's just my feed or if it's it, it's kind of gone uh, the, the side of TikTok that is just kind of blown up. But people making the case that Larry Bird was not very good. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't a top ten player in his time, Larry. Not oh top ten player God. of all time. Top ten player of his time. Oh my God! And and it doesn't take long to find videos of people who played against Larry Bird. 
is videos of Dominique or Isaiah Thomas or Magic Johnson, anybody of the time that he's playing, saying, mm-hmm. no, Larry was a bad dude. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. Um, what was the other one? Well, obviously, the Jordan one comes up all yeah, the time. It was so good. Bird was uh, just unbelievable. It just it, it always is coming from the point of view of people that did not. And I feel I kind of feel bad for them that they didn't get to because yeah. you lose something in the translation if you didn't yes. get to see that guy play. You can yes. look at all the stats. You can go back and watch the videos. It doesn't do it justice. You have to really have lived through it to really get a, a sense of it. But if you have an opinion that this guy who was playing in football or wherever. It turns out I don't think he was very – I looked at his numbers, and, and people who were alive at that time say, no, 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 Then you have to take the opinions of those people that actually live through it rather than rely on whatever research you've done. Yeah, it's true. And once again, the common thing that sometimes we do because we're creatures of now is we can't penalize players for playing in the era they played. Yes, Okay, this is this is this is the way they played the game at that time, and at that time, that's why you. It's hard to do compare because you have different eras and different eras. Games change and all this other stuff, but there's some people, there's some athletes, Gordon, maybe just a handful in each sport that transcend the game. They transcend eras, and I'm telling you, Joe Montana would be good today. Joe Montana was good 10 years ago. Joe Montana was great when he was playing. He yeah. is he was just yes, he had Jerry Rice. I get it. But Gordon, he was good before Jerry Rice even got there. <laughs> he was really good. Yep. He was, he was really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hated him. He beat my Dolphins um in eighty four when Marino had his unbelievable season. Uh, yeah. So I always hated the Niners. I always hated Montana. I hated Rice. But yeah. um, to to think that somehow, ah, Joe Montana he was just a he was <laughs> <Some> okay. <laughs> no, he was he He's was really good. And, and, and look, Brady is sensational, and no he question. has more rings. No I question. hate that we have now gone to this point of well, he has more rings, so he's better. Yeah, he has more yeah. rings. Joe Montana was really good. He's four really and zero is, is is pretty good. He's really good. And listen, I can understand some Giant fans saying, well, he was okay because you guys had the chance to do some work against him. Mm-hmm. You were very successful against the 49ers. So I get it. You know, I get that. But just to everybody else, he was really good. <laughs> he was really, really good. good. <laughs> a lot of those guys kind of get lost in translation. It's I know true. there was a quote from Montana. I don't know if it was this one, but he he was saying. I saw Andrew Marchand uh, had retweeted it that mm-hmm. in 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 Montana's mind, the best quarterback of all time was Marino. If Marino wow. were playing now, yeah, with the rules now, oh. he would be on a whole other level. Now, obviously, I'm biased. I'm going to feel that way. But all you need to know is that he set the touchdown record in 84 where he threw 48 touchdowns. I think the previous record was 36. So to, to just extrapolate that out, that would be like somebody now breaking the record and throwing 70 touchdowns in a season. I mean, his arm strength and his follow release. through yeah, his was, was just legendary. incredible. Yep. It was incredible. He could uh, – you imagine if the receivers getting a free release now. And oh, 
Come on. Can't touch, can't touch the receivers. Oh, please. Go back and look at what they used to do with receivers. <laughs> go look, go. You know what? YouTube Jack Tatum. Go look, go look at Jack Tatum. Tatum. If you've never heard of Jack Tatum, go look at some of yeah. those guys. Go yeah. look at the old giant teams, right? I mean, yeah, all absolutely. these defenses, the bears, go look at what yeah. the bears used to do to guys. Yeah. And then Gordon, and then after you, and this is tragic, but to put it in perspective, after you look at Jack Tatum, look at Daryl Stingley. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that will tell you how football used to be. Yep. Which is why they what, are so I, I think it was was it Sammy White was the receiver on Minnesota? I think we so. had this we had this old game. Uh it was called VCR football that mm-hmm. we used to play. Mm-hmm. And it was a VCR tape that had a, a series of plays, and you would play the game and, and every once in a while you'd get to play uh, a clip. Go to the VCR. Let's go to the videotape in the words uh-huh. of Water Wolf. Uh-huh. And they had certain clips. And there was one play of Jack Tate. And we had it like memorable. Like the, the, the spot on that VCR tape was probably worn down from the <laughs> amount of times we went back and watched that play. Yep. And it was, since, I, I mean, he would be brought up on charges now for the oh. hit. But who boy. He would be broke from the oh, amount of money he would have it, had yes. to, to send in for, for violations or suspensions. He would be broke. No, He'd be no playing question. for free. Yes. in America is a special go. game. Mm. A unique game. Uh. Played nowhere else on earth. It is a rare game. Yes. The men who play it make yes. it so. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Coming now, buddy. We on our horse all day long. Let's just kick uh. that ball all day long. Pick it up. You're killing me. Yeah, um, all, if you put in Jack Tatum's name into Google, <laughs> the first suggestion is hit. <laughs> Jack Tatum, hit? <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, and it was uh, uh, Sammy White. It was in Super Bowl Eleven. Oh. I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but if you put in Jack Tatum, hit Vikings, it's the yes. first thing that comes up. Yeah. It, he. If, I mean, and you you better not throw the ball over the middle. Nope. <laughs> you better not throw the ball nope. in the middle. Talk about you talk about a defenseless receiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. There listen. No such thing. No such thing. Hey, listen, Jet fans will tell you while you're there, look up Ken Shroy. Air airplane helicopter hit. Look up, check that one out. There's, mm-hmm. t- listen. Of Matt Moore. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was it was a different era. That's all I gotta say. That's all I got to say. All I got to say. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, during the break, I had to do it. Went on YouTube, saw a couple of couple of hits of uh, Jack Tatum. Had to mm. do it, Gordon. Had to do it. Oof. Yeah. Gordon, he had a hit. <laughs> Of, and I'm serious. This is, this is it's unbelievable. He had a hit. He stopped Earl Campbell and moved him back. Nobody stops Earl Campbell. Nobody stopped Earl Campbell. Nobody. Nobody stopped Earl Campbell. I mean, Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. For for you folks today, Earl Campbell was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry, and he was even bigger. <laughs> He's a little bigger than Derrick Henry, and Gordon. He ran. Hard all the time. He, he, I mean, I don't know if the phrase came up 
it already existed before him, but you want to get somebody who runs through people? Yes. He ran through people. He ran around them, but he also ran through them. He ran through. If you were in the way, he mowed you down. Mm -hmm. That was also back when you could, like, lower the helmet, and boy, did he ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, did he ever. Oh, yes, he did. But he wasn't alone. No, no, absolutely. They all lowered their helmet. Mm -hmm. It was a weapon. (laughs) That's what it was. It was a weapon. We mentioned that Joe Douglas spoke to the media today. Well, Joe Shane spoke to the Giants media as well, and he was asked about any expectations for Big Blue this season. We're just going to, each day, we're going to try to get better. Again, I'm the, the thing is progress. You know, we're going to focus on our process, and you know, I think if we do what we did last year in terms of practicing the right way, coming in, being pros, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to say, you know, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but I think if we focus on our process, we'll see results. Joe Shane, what's it like sharing a city with the Jets? They were here last year. We're just focused on us. I mean, that's all we can do. We got control. We can control. And, you know, it's us coming in here every day to work and trying to get better as a team. And if we control our business and take care of our business, you know, hopefully we'll see positive results. But um, I respect those guys over there. But, you know, we're just going to focus on what we can control. He's so happy the Jets are Oh, he loves it. That is the the biggest bunch of shade ever. They were here last year. And, and part of him has to be thinking, well, they were seven and four at one point. You guys were all talking about them. Mm-hmm. And then they, they went one way and we went the other. And we were in the playoffs and the Jets weren't. Mm-hmm. But, but, but please, focus on them. Yeah. Go, go Don't come back. Them. No, we're good. We're, we're I, I, I want the day where the Giants are forced to be on hard knocks. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you talk about a team and a franchise that won't be happy with it. How have they avoided it? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to see them on Hard Knocks. Not happen. Uh, it, may, it, it would be great. We were, we're down to two teams for next year. It'll either be uh, the Giants or the uh, New England Patriots. Uh. <laughs> Bill, they, these are the producers from Hard Knocks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on to, I'm on to the regular season. <laughs> He's not going to say that much. No, he nah. won't. Nah. Nah. No, no. Speak, speak to Mr. Kraft. <laughs> yeah, he might he might leave on his own accord that, but if, if Kraft wants him out, that might be a way to get him out. The, that that would work. Bill, uh, we're doing hard knocks next year. No, we're not. I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. You are. I'm not. No, not me. See ya. I don't know. <laughs> Mumble something on on some social media that he didn't know what it was. <laughs> and I understand they put certain rules in place. Yes. Yes. If you're a new coaching staff, you don't want to have that responsibility yeah, and stuff like that. But they have mm-hmm. to, they have to figure out a way to, to kind of open up the field. If you if you're yeah. going to do it, you can't narrow it. I mean, th- it made sense for the Jets to do it this year because the other options like the Bears, yeah. Washington. It was it was a terrible group of teams. Nobody. Well, they couldn't do Washington, could they? <laughs> right. No. They didn't want to. Uh, what's down this corridor? No. 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 Don't. 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 Don't go. Don't go down there. Don't. 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 Don't lift up that mat. Don't lift nope. up that rock. Don't. Nope. Just keep moving. Let's go to Florham Park. Yeah, that's right. Safe there. Yeah, yeah. And maybe has... in a couple of years after we get this place cleaned up a little bit, yeah. you can come then back. You can come back. Right yeah, now. sure. Not right now. No, 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 no. no. And and I, I got to tell you, Gordon, hard knock, hard knocks has been. It's been Aaron Rodgers' hard knocks. 
That's really what it's been. He's been. The he focus. has been the star. He's, he's been the it's star. kind of. It, it would be silly if they're having episodes and not kind of focusing on Aaron Rodgers and all that. But I, I think they gave you a decent balance of, yeah, of some of the, the unheralded players and, yeah. and guys trying to make the team. I would like more of that, but I guess that mm-hmm. kind of gets into some sicky situations that, yeah. and some of the reasons why teams don't like it because. Uh, it's hard. Look, some of these guys' dreams die, Done. right? I mean, they talk yeah. about it before the final, the, the, the final preseason game. This is the last time some of you will step on an NFL field. And to have that documented for all time, uh, that can be kind of tough. I felt bad for that kid, Gordon. His parents come out there. They're yeah. watching them in the stands. And he drove all night. And, you know, they sign him. And, and he did, I mean, Gordon, they cut him the day after the, the morning, after, right after the game. Yeah, I guess that if you're trying to catch on, it's Jerome Cap was the kid. Yeah, who, thank uh, you. I couldn't think of his focused name. On. Yeah, no. Um, you want to catch on with another organization. If you're not yes. going to be here, it's better off to, to get a move on. Absolutely. Uh, but it's like the line from The Godfather. This is the business we've chosen. Yeah. And uh, if you're trying to make a dream come true, it's, not, it's generally not a straight line. Uh, there's going to be bumps along the way, so... I, I've not seen him catch on anywhere else as of yeah. yet. It's been mm-hmm. only a couple of days, so maybe he will get another opportunity someplace else. And it's tougher this year. I mean, you're going from 90 to 53. There's so many different Right, you're like cutting down half of, the, half of the guys yeah. there are going to get cut down. Yeah, I mean, right away. It's, it's, you know, it's not the gradual thing where maybe you get a chance to come back in and, you know, it's, it's, it's really rough. It's, that's the and they they kind of did a job with that and the and the the veteran as we mentioned the other night Gordon the veteran smart mm-hmm. with his family and his yep, wife and that little was great. girl and yep. you know the guys in there you know with the because he because he didn't, he couldn't pronounce what the what charcuterie the cheese, board yeah, yeah it was it's called a charcuterie board yeah <laughs> and so you know watching that camaraderie with the linemen and stuff uh-huh. that was good that see that's what hard knocks is about for me. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron Rodgers screaming and yelling and re- cursing about how bad that drive was. That was interesting because it's not all perfect. But those are the stories I think you, you learn a lot about. And, um, you know, taking you behind the scenes and some of the things that they do. So that was the good part. But The it, magician thing was fantastic. Oh, it was, wasn't it? That was fantastic. <laughs> I don't know who it was that said it, but, you know, he gets the goldfish and, and he opens up his hand and there's a goldfish and then somebody in the back, what if he picked a giraffe? Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I, I would have done that one. So that, that was a sensational scene. That was great. That was great. So, you know, but to focus on it again, Gordon, it's, it's man, to have your dreams, because you've been playing since Pop, Pop Warner, right? right? And you make it all this, you were, you know, all the hard work, all the, the best in your high school, the best in your college, you know, you get drafted. Some of you, some of you are free agents. Some of them are not even undrafted. You go in, you're still trying to hold on. You're still trying to get a chance to live your dream. And, you know, you're shut down just like that. Bye. Just like done. And and he was the star of that, like the rookie show that they showed. Yeah, with, and that's he got right. retweeted by Eminem. And yeah. all, uh, there's all this good buzz. And you're probably feeling like, wait, you know, maybe, maybe I got a shot. Yep. Um, again, it, it just happened a couple of days ago. So hopefully he does. Um, Get a chance, a chance to, to catch yeah. on someplace else if it's not with the Jets. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's uh, you know those are the interesting things about Hard Knocks. I'm sorry, on HBO and streaming on Max. Well, I would I would I know the Jets were very resistant to it. They didn't want to have mm-hmm. to do it again. I would think with the way things went down though, they they can't really have any complaints about the process this time. I no, would not I don't. Think. No, no, I don't think so. And that's because it was the Aaron Rodgers show. 
So yeah. Aaron Rodgers took the bulk of the responsibility. I wear the mic. I know what to say. I know what to do. I'm, you know, he enjoyed it. And so that took a lot of the pressure off really the coaches. And because for me, it's, you know, it's those other folks that you see with the other teams, right? It's the equipment guy. It's this person. It's that person. It's other mm -hmm. folks that kind of give you an insight as to what's going on with this, uh, you know, with this, with, with, with this franchise. And, you know, you haven't really seen a lot of that. It's really been a lot of Aaron Rodgers and the folks around Rodgers. Some some Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, some Salah, mm -hmm. some Albrick, uh, a couple of the line coaches. You're getting a feel of those, the running back coach and the receivers coach. You know, some of the comments that they had and some of the things that they're talking about with their with their guys. But, you know, I, the Jets have to be very happy with the, with the way it's come out. Yeah, and I remember the year the Dolphins were on. They showed when they were tra – I'm trying to think of the defensive back's name now. They, they showed him getting traded and finding out the news Man. on the show. So that – they kind of steered away from that, at least in yeah. this year's edition. So mm -hmm. maybe I would think that the Jets had to be – because it was like a love letter to, to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. This yeah, year. it was. It was. They, they really want – well, you know, they, they had the Jets had leverage. <laughs> you want us? Okay, we'll mm -hmm. take it. But We got a good edit. But it's got to be like this, and, and we get to see what's on the what's on the cutting room floor. And of course, the other thing is, well, we can't give you what we're not giving our crew for one Jets drive. Yep. You know, so we, you know, it's it's a balance. We have to get, we, we got to take care of our crew first. To be honest, that's what you have to do. Yeah, but it worked out. It worked all, out. All those see all that bad. Oh, we don't want to know. It all worked out. <laughs> all works out in the end. Stop worrying. Well, we'll see. If they don't win, it's because of one hard knocks. <laughs> Lose to the Bills week one. There'll be somebody calling up. It was hard knocks. It was hard knocks. It was they gave out the plays. They told them too much, gave them too mm -hmm. much information. You Absolutely. Know, you know, they, they saw something. I remember when they did it with Rex, there was like, you could see like plays on the board. I'm like, <laughs> they shouldn't be there. <laughs> Whoops. That should be edited. <laughs> And that was on both versions, the clean version and the rated <laughs> X version for language. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gordon, my friend, I'll see you at noon tomorrow. Sounds good, Larry. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We're in for Dan Grasso. Uh, Joe Harvey, thank you very much. As I mentioned, we will see you tomorrow at noon. But up next, Big Daddy Ty Butler. He's got a lot to talk to you about. He's got a buffet of topics. So line him up, 1-800-919-3776. For Big Daddy Ty Butler next on 98.7 ESPN. How you like that?